Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, roll on over to the YouTube. I don't have earphones on. No, Daniel does not have earphones on. It feels we weird. We are in our new studio. I'm struggling in this <laughs> chair. I, I'm not quite sure. I feel... Your chiropractor's going to be angry. I don't have a chiropractor. Do you have a chiropractor? No, I should. But why didn't you just say your chiropractor? Like, that's just random. your back. Like, why not my like acupuncturist? Your... My acupuncturist. Because we're not talking about, I don't know. Okay, let's keep it going. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, new studio on YouTube. And if you haven't checked it out already, and I don't know if it's dropped yet, it probably has, we did an amazing interview with a, a young man call, uh, called. Called <laughs> a young man named Will Levis, and he is coming to the University of Kentucky or has come to the University of Kentucky from Penn State to play football. He's graduated three years at Penn State, magna cum laude, with a finance degree, and he's come over to the University of Kentucky to play football. He has three more years of eligibility. So, if you're a DIY money fan and a sports fan, this is an interview you want to check out. Probably 45 minutes. I mean, it's much longer, three times longer than our normal podcast. It's a special episode. But it's, yeah, but this young man is absolutely incredible. And we talked about his journey, his unique path. He has athletic success going back three generations in his family. His great-grandfather won a uh, NCAA football championship at Cornell in 1939, for goodness sakes. So it, we talk about how that ran in the family, uh, his, his incredible academic uh, acumen. We talked about his desire to come to Kentucky and what he's facing now, with, especially with this new NCAA rule mm-hmm. of being able to compensate athletes. Quite frankly, that's how we got him in here. But you know what? It, whatever. I'm going to be pretty transparent about that. But well, we're going to follow this young man's career at Kentucky, and hopefully when he signs a fat NFL contract. So it's really exciting. Get to know Will Levis. That's on our YouTube channel. Um, I think we're going to drop it as a podcast as well if we haven't already. An actual that's the podcast. Plan. Yeah. Anyways, we'll have to talk to our, our new producer, Mr. Jordan West, who is a rock star, by the way. Anyways, what are we doing? What, are, what else we got? So we take an audio question <laughs> I know that. and then we what talk else? about the audio question. What other question? things are we got to chat about? What else? How's I don't know. your life? How's everything going? It's good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to convince Daniel tonight when we're recording this. It is now July 15th to go out past his bedtime to see some of our uh, colleagues play in a volleyball match, a sand court volleyball match. Grab a beer, hang out with your colleagues. Yeah. But it's like... It's At eight forty-five, yeah, <laughs> and that's not going to cut early. it. And you have a, f- a Friday morning ride, right? No, but Friday's like my oh my yeah. Thursday I have a ride. And- oh. oh, let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right, let's go. We got a great question coming to us today uh, from Bennett, right? No, Bryant. Bryant. Okay, Bryant from Bryant. We got a great question from Bryant. Bryant, what do you got? DIY. Hey, Quint. Hey, Daniel. This is Bryant out here in Colorado. Um, I've been following your system for a while. I've paid off all my debts except for my mortgage. 
I've uh, saved $1,000 fast cash and have my emergency fund almost done. I'm now looking at my assets, starting to look at retirement, and I'm going to start funding that, and things are getting pretty complicated. What do you guys do to keep track of everything that you have? Um, Currently, I actually have four bank accounts, including just regular checking, savings, high-yield savings for my emergency fund, and a health savings account. Um, On top of that, you know, I have my home here, and... Um, some other assets and I would like to know basically what you guys do to keep track of all of it because at this point uh, I have no idea like what my net worth is or even if I should be paying attention to that so uh, any guidance you guys have would be great Um, thank you very much Uh, everything you've taught me has been extremely helpful and greatly appreciated Boom. All right. Bryant's on a roll. Bryant's on a roll. First of all, let's let's uh, give you a little fanny pat here, Bryant. Sounds like you are rocking and rolling. He mentioned all the all the DIY money things, the, mm-hmm. the fast cash, $1,000 fast cash. Why do we have that? Because most annoying emergencies, uh, you know, the little ones are typically within that $1,000 range. New tires. Oh, get fixed the HVAC. My basement's leaking. Blah, blah, blah. You name it. So, $1,000 fast cash, three-month emergency fund. He didn't say the amount, uh, the months, but, you know, three to six months emergency fund, depending on your temperament. And now we're starting down the process of wealth development. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a couple of things, and I'll tell you exactly what I do. And I'll give you a couple of, uh, of uh, cautionary tales as well. First of all, there's a lot of aggregators out there. Aggregators are technology that say, hey, upload all your stuff to us and we will show you a complete picture. I have used a couple of those because I thought, wow, this is cool. This was years ago. Oh, my goodness. It took me like nine months to get off call lists. And I started getting, I mean, basically, they sold all my information and ultimately wanted, there was a hook. There was a, there was a catch. There was a, you know, call us up, do business with us, sell, buy this. Blah, blah. Finally, I said, look, I, I think, and I'm not going to say the company name, but finally the guy mm-hmm. called me. It was, and I was just, uh, you know, avoiding it. I was like, come on, they're going to stop at some point. They never stopped. I finally said, look, I'm an advisor. I'm, I'm in the business. I do not want to buy your product. I do not need a local advisor who you're connected with. So he goes, oh, okay, we'll take you off the list. Consequently, I had no more access to the website either. So, you know, it is what it is. Here's what I do. I'm old school in that I use my same Google Sheets that I keep track of my expenses and I budget. That's two tabs, which, you know, there's basically videos out there that I've broken that down. And we went through that on the uh, on the wealth development uh, or the boot camp. Uh, but I do that on tab one, tab two, and then tab three is basically my overall balance sheet. My assets, if I had liabilities, I actually have a small uh, note against some commercial property, so I have that listed on there. I have some other ventures that we're involved in, an equine venture. By the way, I've got horses, two horses racing that we don't own. We we sold them, but they're racing this weekend in two phenomenal races. Awesome. And if they win, we actually get a kickback. Anyways, that's a whole other story. I'll do a whole podcast on that because that's been an unbelievable experience. But... I keep track of it. I, I keep it updated. I put my kids' stuff on there. I keep, I keep that updated. Now, I've always done that. However, however, in the last year, we actually implemented a tool. I'm not saying this is for you, 
But at some point, at some point, Bryant, you probably are going to be looking at the program like a wealth development program that we have in our office. And one of the benefits of our wealth development program, this is not a sales pitch. This kind of starts to sound like a sales pitch. It's not my desire, but I'm just telling you what I use is we have our own type of aggregator. It's, it's part of our planning portal. And inside that, I can look at and see all the accounts, and I can connect them and see them updated in real time. I have begun to use that personally, and it's kind of like I'm cheating on my spreadsheet a little bit. How dare you? So I still update my spreadsheet manually, which is weird, but that's just kind of how I am. I'm OCD like that. But I think at some point I will abandon the spreadsheet and I will just use the portal that we have because I can click a button and I can see things like the net worth. I can see my overall asset allocation. I can see my liquidity. I can see I can see everything on there. It's a very, very good tool. So I would say don't overcomplicate it right now. It doesn't sound, I mean, yes, you got a lot of bank accounts, but it doesn't sound like this is overcomplicated. Just put them on a spreadsheet, list them, keep them updated. As soon as you you know, do your budget or once a month, log in, make sure your balances are updated, put your account stuff on there, make sure that's on there. You know, just, just mm-hmm. keep it simple. And then as time goes on, maybe you want to look at some sort of aggregator, but without the hitch of, you know, them calling you up to use their product all the time and blah, 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 blah. That's all I got. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Remember, (laughs) whatever. No. (laughs) I pretty much do the same thing. So at the end of every month, uh, when all the statements for every account that we have is available, um, I have the same thing. I have Google Sheets where I have a tab for each year, and I just have a column for each month. Oh, you do it each year. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. What do you do? I don't keep track of the... I don't keep track of the progression. Okay. I just kind of know the the number, and as long as the number is moving in the right direction, I'm okay with it. I like it. It's motivating to go back and look a couple tabs back to uh, three, four, five years ago and be like, oh, cool. It's gone the right direction. So so at the end of each month, I just update those. Uh, There's a line for each uh, account that we have. We look at it once a month, update it. And uh, try to make sure that it's it's moving in the right direction. So it doesn't take too long. I would say thirty to sixty minutes uh, once a month uh, putting that in. Uh, I still do use our aggregator and so forth because by putting and linking the accounts into that, I can run projections and models and scenarios. And what if we want to buy a car, or what if we want to buy a house for this price, or contribute this much to a Roth versus a four hundred one k, or put money in taxable? And I can see pretty quickly then. Uh, based on those accounts being in there and based upon the different options that I run, okay, in 5, 10, 20 years, that's how this looks. You can't really do that just with your balance sheet uh, in Google Sheets. But I do like, uh, I guess what I like about being able to do the Google Sheet balance sheet is uh, it actually requires me, kind of like with the budgeting we've talked about, it requires me to go in, punch a number, and if I see something that's like, why did that this account go down but this account went up or uh, why last year did this kind of increase at this rate versus that rate? It, you know, it, you might catch something like, oh, maybe I didn't make my Roth contribution for this year, and I should probably do that, or uh, my allocation is off here for some reason. Uh, so it it can help you just having that little tangible sort of extra step to see it. Now, if you're just not a spreadsheet person uh, or anything like that, then maybe technology is better. Uh, but you and I kind of both, I mean, we enjoy spreadsheets to some extent. So. I think you have to be. You know, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a lot. And, you know, my mother, who is 74 years old, and she has a notebook. And she knows in her notebook, she writes down, 
you know, what the balances are. Some of our clients who come in, yeah. they have a notebook. Like we can, pre- we can present, present them with a review going back since inception, breaking down anything that they want, but they have their spiral binder where they, mm-hmm. and, and these are obvious, not obviously, but, but I will tell you, these are very successful people that, that do this. So I, I think we, it goes back to what we talked about in the boot camp. You have to measure what matters. And whatever system works for you, try different systems. Uh, the spreadsheet system, Google Docs system works for Daniel and I. Uh, maybe the spiral notebook works for you. Um, I also, again, we have a great aggregator that pulls in all the accounts, and we can look at different things. What I like about my Google Docs, I, f- I failed to mention this, is if you're really geeked out on finance, there's a time value of money calculation, net present value calculation. When I started saving for my kids... Um, I, I could put in there the goal amount. Now, we can do this in our aggregator. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But I could put in the goal amount of what I wanted for my kids, and I could calculate what I needed to start putting in every month. And I've kept that there. So I guess this is one that, I've looked, that I keep looking at for this goal because, yeah. because my son's now 14. So I've been doing this for 14 years for him. And so I can see how my progression has been mm-hmm. based on the interest rate and the time periods that I have put forth. And I will tell you, at least as of recently, we are ahead of projections. Now, I know that, look, things can move wildly, and you know it might be in a couple years that we're behind projections. But that's one area where I update his balance. I update all the kids' balance, but I update his balance, and then I look at it in relation to what I had projected 14 years ago. Hmm. That's a long time. Uh, Yeah, you're getting older. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) 14-year-old. Anyways. Okay, Boomer. All right. That just kind of threw me off there. Hey, check out the new studio on YouTube. Yeah. We're <laughs> All right, no, it. That was a great question. Um, I, and again, I think the summary is measure what matters. So whatever it is that you do, that's what we do. Measure what matters. Whatever works for you. Yeah. And sometimes you need something tangible to remind you that it's important. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Housekeeping odds and ends. Look, if you're new to the show, send us a question. Uh, teasing a little bit that we're going to be dropping a DIY Money Junior episode. So if you have a kid that can articulate a question and you're okay with with sending that in, and we'll have a document that you sign, or I don't know, we'll figure that out. We got legal working on that. But anyways, we're really excited about that because we get a lot of people that say, hey, you know, my kids would love to learn about finance. What do you What do you recommend? So we're going to make the the show fun, and we're going to incentivize the kids. So if you're a parent out there, and and we're you know this is uh, I'll give him the second props. This is Charlie Teeter uh, was his idea, although he wasn't the first kid to send in a question. Ooh. Yeah, we actually had a young lady who sent in a question on the show a year or so ago, and she was the first. And we will give her props. I want to make sure that her parents are okay with us repeating that but nonetheless get ready for that because that's exciting again hit us up on youtube it's probably the one of the things i'm most excited about right now youtube because boot camp's over boot camp was awesome by the way hey they're for sale on the website they ain't 99 bucks though <laughs> but 4.99 and still worth the value i think yeah it was a good time all right daniel's a man a few words today so let me conclude the show by saying if you want to be successful in your finances it's pretty simple uh, folks live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.